everybody, and welcome to Geek Freaks. This is part two of our E3 special. Uh, today we are covering over Ubisoft's presentation and Square Enix presentation. And I'm here with Daniel. What's Daniel, what, what did you think of these two presentations? Were you excited? Did you have a lot of fun? Or were they mediocre at best? I was excited for them, but... I felt like the Ubisoft one kind of bombed. I was happy with the Square Enix for sure. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty much it. Like, uh, I wanted more. I I actually expected a lot more out of E3 this year. And In general, yeah, E3 has seemed to be just it's slowing down. It feels like it feels like okay. we have these like Nintendo Connects and stuff like that to where they're they're giving us this information earlier or just outside of E3. And so yeah, it kind of just. Has been a little bit of a letdown so far. It's too well, bad. I think one big thing is like a lot of these companies are trying to do those uh, mobile games, so it's it's kind of like ruining like our like the hardcore gamers. Yeah, because we expect all these like console games, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're making this for a phone app, and I don't know. It's it's been it's really so hard to be excited about that, you know? Yeah, like I mean, them. I understand people love those. Um, phone games but i'm not a big fan of them so like i said i've been really disappointed yeah i feel you i totally agree with you on that and then with the lean in streaming like everybody's leading into that streaming thing yeah uh we're starting to get like less of a console reveal which this year like this year should be if you were to like look at past c3s we should see sony show up first of all Sony bring out their console, Microsoft bring out their console, Nintendo maybe brings out a console, and then we're talking for days and like, oh man, what are you are yeah. you gonna get the new PS5? Are you getting Project Scarlet? Like we'd go back and forth. And now it's just like, well, we didn't get enough about Project Scarlet. PS5, the details have already been pretty much leaked out there of what it's gonna be doing. And Nintendo's just bringing us two more switches that are basically the same thing. Um, so yeah, there's not a lot of heat out there, you know. So yeah, it's been kind of a downer E3. Yeah, <laughs> but the there's like probably like one game we all like are in common on, on buying now is Halo, and that's it. Everybody else is like, yeah. I might get Jedi, uh, Star Wars. I might get uh, Squeaks wants Doom for some reason. You know, I, I'm gonna I try it out. Yeah. I, I, was, I don't know. Kind of disappointed. That's that's a good point. Like in the past, we'd see like these games. First off, we used to all meet up at like my house or whatever to watch E3 together. Yeah. And then we'd see these games come out. We're like, hey, we're all getting the next Assassin's Creed Unity, right? That looks amazing. Yeah. It's multiplayer and it's Assassin's Creed. It's perfect. Or, or like we'd have like afterwards a list of games come November and December that we we're buying, and and making sure that we could play together. And at this time, it's like yeah, we'll probably play Halo together. Yeah. I, but I can't really think of another game that I think we're all in, you know, agreeing on. Like you said, it's just it's unfortunate. For sure, Halo. That's gonna be our life. Yeah. Let's all get together, play for like a month, and then call it. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow we're gonna be going over Nintendo, and we're gonna go over Stadia. Stadia had a conference on the sixth. So we're going to go ahead, and it wasn't really part of E3, but we're going to review it as, uh, as part of tomorrow's content. Today is Ubisoft and Square Enix. So let's go ahead and get started off on Ubisoft. This will be a short episode, as you guys can probably see by your podcast app, because there was not a lot of, a lot of stuff going on on Ubisoft and Square Enix. Um, let's start off with Ubisoft. They had the Watch Dogs Legion announcement. That's coming out March 6th, 2020. You, and now you have played Watch Dogs, right? I know I've barely touched it. Have yeah, played it? I played the, the very first one. Okay, how did you like it in general? Cool, it was interesting. Like you don't really see that uh, that from other games, but okay. I got bored with it. Like I okay. always fall, I always get bored with certain games I play, and I just got bored with it. But I heard number two was good. Never gave it a shot. 
Yeah, I think I tried playing number one, and then I want to say like twenty minutes in, I'm still like in this like warehouse where I'm trying to like get a camera to do something. And then I'm just like, I could go play Grand Theft Auto Five again and exactly. be much happier. <laughs> Exactly. So, Cause I think that time I was actually playing Grand Theft Auto too. So I'm just like, I could be playing something else. Yeah. Well, In this one though, one of the biggest features is that you're able to like recruit anybody and you're building up like this resistance, this army resistance to take over London. Uh, do you think that's something that, that like excites you about, about this game is the fact that you could like, add to your numbers? No, not really. So I feel like it's just a lot more work for the game. I'd just yeah. rather just get through the campaign and move on to a different game. That's I see what you're saying. That's so you're why just I feel. Uh, yeah. Cause like in metal gear solid, uh, it's the same thing. You could like build up your army so people can't attack you and, uh, you could clear missions a lot faster. I don't even care for that. I just wanted to just get over with the campaign and just see everything and call it. Yeah. Yeah. See, personally for me, I think this is one of the reasons I might be coming into watchdogs because Games that have this ability to like kind of gather your forces and try to like max them out to make the game easier, I, I tend to gravitate to those. Those are the games I like to really sink time in. And it reminds me of like uh, Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor. When you're able to like recruit armies, I always completely deck them out as full as possible before I even approach the last boss. Um, Assassin's Creed 4, when you had the ship, I went, I remember like as soon as I had access to that ship and they were like, oh yeah, you can go ahead and sail around and complete side missions or continue the story. I was like, nope, the ship needs to be in full gold. I'll be back. And we'll like completely do everything ocean and then come back. So I'm kind of that, I'm kind of excited about this because I could see me having like, and they were talking about like, oh yeah, you can recruit all old ladies if you want to and just do old lady squad or do whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I want to have like a bunch of policemen in my squad that are like trying to rebel against the system. Like that sounds amazing. I can create my own narrative. So I, I think, I think that aspect, I'm going to give this game another shot. I think I'm going to do it. See, this is a great example of another title that we're like, one of us is going to get and the other one doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> it's just true. E3 this but time. Me just being me, I just don't care for certain games. So. No, I know. But that's the thing is like, everything seems to be so hot and cold this time around. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Let's talk about the next one. Gods and Monsters. This is their action adventure game they're coming out with. It's got like this cartoon look. It's a little bit like Breath of the Wild. If you think about that, it has myth, uh, mythical creatures, and we can expect it February 25th, 2020. I like the idea of mythical creatures being in an action RPG. I like the idea of kind of like running around and seeing characters that I recognize from mythology. Would you be interested in playing? So you haven't played Zelda Breath of the Wild, correct? No, I have not. Okay. Is there any kind of action RPG game that sounds like Zelda that you are familiar with? Action RPG. Uh, probably like Final Fantasy, right? And like uh, Monster uh, Hunter. Yeah. Maybe Monster Hunter, yeah. But this seems like it's more cartoony. Well, Monster uh, Hunter is kind of like there's. Is it Monster Hunter? Yeah, it was like a little cartoonish. Was it? Okay. Yeah. The one That's I'm one of the games. Of. It's it's all my it's all my like game, Xbox right now. I haven't even touched it though. But it's the uh, Monster Hunter Worlds, like the new one. Oh, I not that one. I'm that. talking about a different one. Okay, like that they had earlier iterations yeah, yeah. that were a little more cartoony. Okay. It's worth a shot. I, you know, it's one of those things where if it comes to if it comes to a streaming service, here we go, here comes a segue. Get ready. This is how you announce segues, by the way, is beforehand. If it comes to a streaming service, I might try it out. Speaking of streaming service, we have Ubisoft's uh, new Uplay Plus. It's their streaming service. It's going to be $15 a month or their, their library, basically. $15 a month. It offers over 100 Ubisoft games and all of their DC, uh, D, uh, DLCs. It will have the launch of Watch Dogs Legion. 
and we can expect it September 3rd, 2020. It'll be playable on Google Stadia. So, because they have a huge partnership with Google Stadia, yeah. they've already been pushing out the new Assassin's Creed on that. Uh, would you be interested in trying this out for fifteen dollars a month? This you play? No. no. Why is that? Fifteen dollars a month. Okay, if it was like seven dollars a month, yeah. But fifteen dollars. Okay. I already have a Netflix account. I I have Hulu right now. Right. I'm not paying for Hulu, but I still have Hulu. Oh, I got <laughs> Apple Pay. No, Apple Apple Music. So yeah, yeah. Fifteen dollars a month. It is worth it for. Everybody that's a uh, like a Ubisoft fan that love, uh, not a Uplay yeah. fan or whatever, um, but I rather just buy the game if I like it and then, yeah, I I, I won't I won't spend that money. What about to me, you? the way I the only way I could see me like really enjoying this is like say the new Assassin's Creed's coming out. See, but that's hard because Assassin's Creed the two like oh I mean, no no really I mean honestly the three. There's three games that they make. Like, every game they come with, I have to have in my collection. This is one of the few companies that I, I just love a lot of their games. So, Assassin's Creed, when they come out with a new game, I have to own the game. I want to see it on my shelves. And I know in a streaming world, and I'm a big fan of the new streaming mm. that we're seeing, this is going to become ancient. But I want to see Assassin's Creed on my shelf, right? And, yeah. like, Black Friday, I always catch up on whatever games I don't have yet. And then we have uh, Far Cry. I want the Far Cry on my shelf. I want... The uh, division, I don't mind playing like this, but you know, like games like that, I want to be able to have them on my shelf. But say there is like a new siege game coming out, and I'm like, okay, I want to give this a shot, but I don't want to own it, so I'll pay fifteen dollars for the one month to try it out. And if it's worth it, I'll make the decision to continue for another month or purchase the game. So I, I like the idea of like jumping in for a month, trying a game out, and if in a month you and me, we both could finish a freaking game from Ubisoft, like that's not hard at all. Um, so I think that's, I you know, if you were a person who's not like committed to collecting the Far Cries, this is a great way to like, hey, every year I spend $15 just to play the newest Far Cry. Like that would be a cool way to do it. Yeah. Like I said, if it was a little bit cheaper, maybe. Because I, I do yeah. like those Assassin's Creed games, like especially the, the Ezio storyline one. Oh, uh, so good. So amazing. Spending $15 a month, I don't think I could do it. Honestly, yeah. don't think I could do it. I'm just yeah, cheap. I think no, I know it's and there's a lot of other streaming services and other you there know is. just services out there that we have our our big accounts being you know sapped by, so it's hard. All right, next up we have a new game uh, called Roller Champions. It's like a roller derby kind of game, and uh, pre-alpha will be a demo for it will be available uh, in a few days on PC. So this game is their attempt to kind of get into that like uh, quick, fast multiplayer games. I'm trying to remember the one I'm trying to think of right now. What's that soccer game that's on in cars? Come uh, on, help me out with this. Uh, Rocket League. Rocket League. Thank you so much. Oh yeah. man, I was not gonna forget myself. I know that's like probably on my desktop somewhere, but yeah, it's kind of like their version of Rocket League. It's gonna be one of these games that that people just hop in and play real quick. When you're watching the the stream, that was the one that had like people really cheering the crowds because they know this is just gonna be an outright fun game and it's probably gonna be cheap. Are you gonna give this a shot at all? I might, uh, depending on the price, but if it's I like... would assume twenty five. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah. I'm going to see I'm going to see reviews. I'm going to see what people like if people are actually into it, if they're going to actually like start streaming, people are streaming. It. I'll check it out before I decide. Yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna be worth a shot. I'm hoping it gets big. I hope it gets big like Rocket League does. And, you know, that's one of those things like Joe and I kind of played a lot of that. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. 
Next up, Rainbow Six Quarantine. It's coming to, uh, you know, it's the Rainbow, it's the next in Rainbow Six, basically. It seems like a horror type uh, edition. It's three player tactical uh, player versus enemy co op game. So it's not PvP. You're against the computer. And it's like these like big monsters, hulking monsters. Did you see the trailer for this yet? No, I did not, actually. You got to check it out. It's pretty cool. So Rainbow Six, I know a lot of people who um, maybe don't pay attention too much to games, especially past games. Uh, Siege has actually gotten way better over time. People are hyped on this. It's gotten really good. So uh, they're going to continue to bring content to it because the numbers have swollen. I've got a lot of friends that have moved on to that game like after it already came out and been fixed. This is the next one, and I really like the idea that it's a whole other gameplay within the game you already own. So that's pretty cool. It's like a horror-type game. That's pretty neat. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we go from a horror game <laughs> into Just Dance is coming to girl. Are you excited for that or what? Just Dance. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be like knocking on your door. You can't hear me because you got the music blasting. I walk in, and you're over there like dancing alongside some sort of mascot because you're a huge Just Dance fan. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, I can't <laughs> dance. So I would not dance for a video game. Yeah, I didn't care for the, in the presentation they had like people fully come out and like do a full routine in front of everybody, and it was like you guys really slowed down the show. I don't care about Just Dance. The kind of people that go to a Ubisoft conference that's not being paid by Ubisoft don't care about this kind of game. Yeah. So the people that stream E3 don't care about this kind of game. This is not for us. I don't think so. Anyways, I God, if I'm wrong, please let me know on our Twitter account. But, uh, yeah, so Just Dance 2020, this is the funny part. Okay, it's coming out for Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Stadia, and the Wii. Can uh, you believe that? I can the see it for the Wii. Wii. I can see it for the Wii, though. A, a console that's old, that's like coming out for Xbox 360. That's yeah, nuts. Yeah, but you gotta remember, this game is more for, like, when friends get together and want to have fun, like... That's a good I expected game. so much more surprise out of you. <laughs> it's like a it's a drinking game kind of in a way. Like you're you're with your homies, Ooh. you want to drink some beers. Hey, let's get down and listen to some okay. like Phil Collins. You know, dude. Oh my god. Okay, first, <laughs> there's so much to unpack there. There's just so much to unpack there. First off, you're hanging out with your homies, so I'm thinking of like a real bro chill out kind of thing. <laughs> then you're like, yo, bro, let's dance, and then like. You guys dance together. And then the Phil Collins. I know you. And so I know that you are a big Phil Collins fan. For everybody else that just heard that, they're like, wait, what, wait, wait, wait. Phil Collins? And first off, you're dancing to him? Like, heck, what the heck? Yeah. And also, then you got like Joe in a grease shirt. And he's like, yeah. be grease lightning. <laughs> oh Something my like God. That. So true. <laughs> okay so just dance got a lot more attention than i expected here we go next is a mobile game called tom clancy's elite squad i don't care about mobile games but this one does have like a lot of characters i like from tom clancy games um and we did see sam fisher from uh splinter cell come into this are you a mobile are you gonna try this game out? a mobile game fan at all enough to try this uh no not at all not at all okay Nothing. there's like yeah no reason too. I, I got I, I got yeah. wow. I got I like I said, I could just wait, get home, play some video games instead of like having my phone die mid work. Yeah. Now I do play some mobile games. I like Hearthstone a lot on my mobile. That's usually like I'll be done playing games or watching a movie at night and then I'll head to bed and they're like while I'm in bed and I'll put something on to watch. I'll kinda of play a couple games of Hearthstone, usually something like that. But that's it. Like I, I have Hearthstone, so I don't really need another mobile game. Well, I've got I, a I buddy that's trying to get into it. Like, 
they are doing a great job on these games because I remember back then, you know, uh, when we were younger, these mobile games were like Tetris and stuff like that. And Snake, uh, remember Snake? <laughs> yeah, Solid Snake. That was not Solid Snake. It was Snake. No, just Snake. Yeah, <laughs> Solid Snake. Solid those Snake. graphics. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that game. Uh, and then it was like Angry Birds and stuff like that later on. So like the graphics yeah. that are coming out with these phone, phones are. Yeah, I mean they're right. really good. So you they're not gonna you know, get me hooked. That that's no. it. They're never gonna get me on. Uh, unless yeah. Final Fantasy X comes out. I don't know. Maybe that. Dude, there are a lot of Final Fantasies for mobile. I don't oh. know if you've seen it on the yeah, iOS. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen and I do play... I just played... Uh, well, no, I just played... This is a couple years back, actually. Star Wars Knights of the Republic. I was like, oh, you know what? It's all mobile. Let me just go ahead and get this real quick and try it uh-huh. out. And like, doesn't play well, but the story's all there. And I really enjoyed it. And it was compelling all over again. So if I could get used to controllers, there's something there. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay, next up, The Division 2. It will be free to play from June 13th to the 16th. They're adding a huge update called DC Outskirts Expedition. We're going to get multiple episodes. Episode 1, coming in July, will take you to the National Zoo. Episode 2 will be this fall, and it's going to bring you to the Pentagon. Episode 3, that's going to be going back to New York. That's early 2020, and I'm excited for that because I love the New York setting. That's one of the things that really brought down Division 2 for me. And uh, then there's going to be more little things coming up. We have a Division movie in the works made by David Lynch, and it's coming to Netflix. So I, I'll i admit, I dropped off on Division after our review because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go any farther on this. I did the review. My, I even I wasn't even max level when I did the review. I admitted that. You have done max level. Are you going back for any of this content? It really depends. If my friends decide to play, then yes. And if I'm still in WoW... No. Yeah, it, yeah it's gonna be yeah. too hard. And I mean, it was a good game. Uh, I really wish the content, like the raid, came out sooner. You know, I didn't fall off the game right away. And yeah, then I, you know, definitely. But right now, I'm just like, ah, it really, it, it just depends on how everything looks. I mean, I, I went back to Destiny. Yeah, Des- Yeah, I remember you go back to Destiny. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Uh, it's really hard. It's really hard because like when we're playing games for a lot of people and especially for us, there's two kinds of games got going on and usually you have one of each, right? So you have your hardcore game that like, hey, I'm playing my Final Fantasy 14 right now. I mentioned X will be mentioning it later on as well. And I'm also playing like, I don't know, pick a game, Batman Arkham Asylum or something like that. So you're playing you're playing your hardcore game that you kind of log into and that to me is I like to consider that my bullshitting game. It's the game I'm playing while I'm talking to friends. My Civilization mm-hmm. 6 is and stuff like that. A game I play consistently for a couple months, but for the most part I'm just communicating on Discord. And then there's my Arkham Batman Arkham Asylum or, you know, maybe Transistor or something like that. Those games are more intended for like I'm just going to log in, get a little bit more done. Maybe I'm really hooked on it, but it's not like the game when I'm really hooked on one of those games, I still go back to like make sure I got my world quest done on WoW or something like that, you know? So you have to have two games. So when you have a game like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy fourteen or The Division, these big MMOs sweeping games where you're continuously progressing yourself, you can't be stacking them. It's just too much on you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so next up, we see Assassin's Creed Odyssey is getting a story creator mode and discovery tour mode. Odyssey, ah. Oh. Yeah, that's the one where it's like in Greece. It's the yeah. newest one. Um, I'm behind on these, and I think I'm just going to have to skip Unity. I'm trying to get through Unity, and then it takes like half an hour before I'm like, this game is the worst. Why am I trying to finish this? I need to just get onto syndication, finish that one real quick, 
then get into origin origins like everybody's like oh yeah that's when they got good again so i need to get into that but nevertheless story creator mode you literally can build your own missions you have your own dialogue branches and and different pathways and stuff like that and that's all up to you that's in beta and that's starting today uh and then we have discovery tours it's where you could actually like look around greece without any enemies so you could like literally walk around greece like it was the old days and they it's it's kind of a neat idea is like I'm thinking of Unity, actually, a game I just said was terrible. But if that had a, a uh, an explore, exploration mode, now we could really like take a look at these like, the cathedrals that they built in there and the big buildings and really kind of absorb the hard work that goes into that game. So I think that's pretty cool. That's interesting. The story creator mode, I want to see how that works out. That's huge because that could change how the game's played in the future. If you know, if you like, maybe they would have like back in the Desmond days where they had like the future guy as well. Maybe you could have the future guy, but you're like changing history and like so you're making new missions or something like that. Oh yeah, that'd be actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. All right, Rainbow Six uh, has the next season is going to be called Operation Phantom Sight. That's coming out tomorrow. Uh, For Honor has a limited time event called Shadows of Hitorkiri. Oh boy, Uh, that's going to be available this week, and it looks like it's going to have maybe Chinese or Japanese influence influences. Uh, No, it's samurai, so that is. Japanese. Aha! I know my things. And then Adventure Time is going to be joining up with Brawlhalla, Jake Finn, and Princess Bubblegum are being added to the game. That's like a fighting game. Think of like a low-budget Smash Brothers. Mm. So that seems pretty cool. And then we have a very weird update from Ubisoft. There's a new TV show that's working with them, and it's going to be uh, coming to Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, I'm excited because it has uh, Rob uh, McElhenry McKelleny, uh he's Mac from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, he plays a game dev who's working on a game called Mythic Quest Ravens Banquet. That's actually going to be the name of the show as well. Uh, he's working with Charlie Day, his castmate from the show, other show. And they're working with Ubisoft to make this game. So it seems pretty cool. Would you be interested in seeing a show that's all about like, it's like a comedy, like think of The Office, but set yeah. in a game developer world. Would you want to see that? Uh, Yeah, especially I like, I like that show. Uh, it's always sunny. Always sunny. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd actually give it a shot if I'm able to watch it. But you said it's gonna be on Apple TV, correct? Yeah, Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that, so I'm gonna have to figure a way <laughs> to watch that. That's not even out yet. Once it does come out, I think I'll try it out for a month and then see if it's really worth keeping. But it's, like right now, I'm trying to like get all get done with all my HBO shows so I can finally cancel that too. So that's one of those things where it's like. You just got to minimize how many things you actually are using yeah. at any one time. Uh, last bit. It wasn't last on the presentations, but I want to make sure to mention it last because it was the biggest game to me. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. We got a little bit more information on that. It's going to be coming out October 4th. This is basically like the next Wildlands, if you want to kind of just throw it out there. Uh, you'll have AI uh, teammates, just like you do in the uh, current game. Uh, they'll be uh, post-launch. And then they have this like Ghost Recon Delta Company that's going to be this like forum site but it's a very extensive forum site forum site where it's got like community building and stuff like that uh they that is hold on let me see the beta for it will be out september 5th for breakpoint now they I had thought... john bernthal come out he's gonna be the bad guy in this game dude that is the one that plays punisher or um yeah. he's in walking dead as well he's gonna be the bad guy in this game he's playing a ghost that's gone rogue are you excited for this game what do you think i mean, yeah i'm definitely excited for it because ghost recon uh, Wildlands was uh, amazing. Definitely yeah, get amazing it. game. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it too. I think it's gonna be really good. Uh, this is one of those games where 
very few games like this. Like, okay, when this game came out, when Wildlands came out, we all were playing it together and stuff like that. And then like there were some missions that were too hard. So you're like, hey guys, let's use your AIs. Like everybody disconnect, get past this mission, then get back together because the AIs were way more accurate than each other were. Uh, but it's one of those games that I could go back to and just like somebody hasn't played it yet. I'm like, yeah, man, let's play it together. I'll join you because then I could get my Paragon rep basically. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a great game. So I'm excited for our next one. And I like when they bring in good actors like this to portray the villains. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's the biggest game at Ubisoft I'm excited for really. All right, let's move it to Square Enix, and we will start off with the biggest hitter. Okay, we might as well get this out of the way. It's the only game at Square Enix that I was super, super, super stoked for. Marvel's Avengers. Just right off the bat, girl, what'd you think of this? Be like, well, I was expecting it when I heard that they were coming with the Avengers game. I thought it was gonna be like an MMO Avengers game, like right, uh, yeah. Justice League, that Justice game. I was thinking that first. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then when I heard, um. That is just like a pretty much story, and you could play with four other people. Uh, I was like, mm, it's gonna be like X Men. Like, hopefully, it doesn't bomb. But yeah. the trailer did look pretty good. Yeah, the trailer looks good. I like the idea of seeing the classic crew back together doing their thing. Uh, they're even gonna have Hank Pym as the Ant Man in this, and it's gonna be where he's shooting the shrink ray, which means he's kind of starting to slip. I love that idea. Um, I, I I'm just happy to see the crew together. And they have fully new guys, fully new crew casting everything. They uh, they've done some motion cap, so it looks really well. All the cutscenes. I'm, I'm excited for a, a classic action adventure game where I'm the Avengers. So I trust Square Enix. I think this is going to be good. I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. I I actually like how they they made a video with their cast. And I yeah, showed they them, did. introduced everybody. Like, this is Iron Man, this is him. And uh, it, it was pretty, pretty cool on their part. So pretty big voice actors here. Nolan North is playing Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Uh, Troy Baker is going to be Bruce Banner. Jeff Shine is Captain America. Travis Willingham is Thor. And uh, Laura Bailey is Black Widow. Those are, those are some pretty... If you guys know game development, those guys have been around. So uh voice acting they've been around so that's pretty cool i'm excited for that and we have a release date of may 15th 2020 for that one and i will be getting that all right it's going to be on stadia ps4 xbox one pc blah blah blah. everybody okay final fantasy 7 remake we got a lot of gameplay on this did you watch all the gameplay for this i have not yet but i did okay. see it uh, a couple months ago like little, little uh, teasers and stuff like that yeah, but this one they actually got the gameplay in, man. It was it was really nice to actually oh, see like it? how combat's gonna work. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait so, for the game anyways. I I'm gonna buy it like right away. They did I, I know there there was like a comparison from when the game came out and now and it, it looks so nice. Yeah. I see I never played the old Final Fantasies. Okay. Oh so, really? Yeah, this is gonna be my actual like introduction oh. to this, is this Final Fantasy Seven. Because I, everybody I know is like, man, Final Fantasy Seven best story in video gaming. So I'm like, okay. Nope. This is my chance. That's number ten, actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm so the we other some Final range. Fantasy fan. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be but it'll be cool to see this. I'm excited for it. And one thing I was really happy to see is you could switch between what kind of combat you want. That's my biggie because the first combat that they were showing, I was like, oh my god, this is Kingdom Hearts combat. Well, I'm just pressing. He's like, yeah, every time you press X, he's swinging his sword. So I'm like, okay, so it's a hack and slash, yada, yada, yada. I'm not interested. Uh, but then they're showing, like, you could switch to how you want to do combat to where you could do old school combat as well, where you stop, make your moves, they play out, 
they the other guy makes their move. You know what I'm saying? Like you could do other combat. Like oh, that's great. That's awesome. What kind of yeah, right? What kind of combat are you more excited about? I I don't even know now. Like yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah. That's you could, that's actually kinda exciting. Like I wanna see this. I need to actually look at the trailer. Yeah, it was it was the first thing, so I know that you kinda caught it uh, like midway through. But that was like the first thing that they showed off, and it was exciting. I'm, I'm pretty pretty pumped for this. So I wasn't before, but then that little tidbit where you could switch between combats, because the only part, I played other JRPGs and stuff like that that have the turn-based combat, and I really liked them. So this is my chance to get into that. I'm excited for that. Speaking of Final Fantasy, we have a remastered Final Fantasy VIII. Did you play Final Fantasy VIII? Before? Yes, I did, and I'm actually excited when I seen that. I like, okay. oh, the card game. Because there's actually a card game. In <laughs> oh my it. god! <laughs> Such a small part to be excited about. That was a fun game, just like yeah. But... <laughs> Ten, there oh. was a little mini game in uh, Old Republic. I remember playing a lot. But yeah, uh, so this was coming to uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. That'll be through st- uh, Steam. Uh, it's not as upgraded as Final Fantasy VII, of course. This is just a, a quick remaster, not a remake. Yeah. But you know, I think that this is something that. Final Fantasy could easily do. They have a huge library that everybody's excited for. They make quality games. It's worth remaking. So, you know, they're going to make all the money in the world on this. Yeah, That'd definitely. Pretty good. Next is Dying Light 2. Uh, we got a new trailer for that. And it's like the parkour zombie game we talked about yesterday, but they showed it off there as well. Uh, you guys could expect that spring 2020. We talked about it quite a bit in the last episode. So yeah. check that out. Uh, we have Outriders. This one is a whole new IP. It's an action shooter kind of a co-op support thing. Um, it has PS4, Xbox One, PC. It's coming out summer 2020. I like the idea of this game, you know, this like action-adventure game. Uh, it just, it looks clean. It looks really well. I like the idea of this Western-style game with Square Enix effort into it. That's what we need to see. We need to see more out of Square Enix tailored for the Western gameplay for that company to grow. And it's a great company. I want that company to grow, so... This is this is a really good uh, attempt at that. Like this is if you throw in um, like Tom Clancy in front of this or something like that, it looks like that good a quality of a yeah. shooter. So you know, they, I know they're gonna make a tight shooting game, so that's cool. Uh, the Last Remnant is getting remastered. It's coming to Nintendo Switch, and it's on. The, it'll be on the eShop tonight, guys. So uh, the recording is coming tonight. So it'll probably be. It was on the eShop last night, guys. If you guys are listening to this right away, uh, have you played The Last Remnant? No, I have not. Okay, I think I did play this one back in the day. So I'm, I'm after, when I was watching, I'm like, I think I rented this from Blockbuster. Huh. But yeah, I think I played it. Then we have Dragon Quest Builders 2. And it's the, uh, you have a com- com- uh, companion this whole time that's helping you battle. And he has like amnesia. They kept bringing up the amnesia. So I'm like, okay, so he's going to be the villain or something like that. Uh, it's going to be releasing on all the major things. It'll be, re- it'll be on, uh, I'm sorry, it'll be releasing on PS4, my bad, on uh, July 12th, but the demo will be available on the PSN on June 27th. It felt like a Minecraft, but with like a lot more going on with it in a weird mm. angle. Maybe like a Maple Story, you know? Hmm. Uh, would you give that a shot? Have you played Dragon Quest at all? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Will I give it a shot? Probably not, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Dragon Quest Eleven. the... Uh, Echoes of an exclu- elusive age, definitive edition coming for Nintendo Switch. That should be cool. And uh, then we have Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles being remastered. A lot of remasters, but I mean, this is Square Enix. What do you expect at this point? Yeah. Uh, coming for PS4, Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android. And uh, features online multiplayer. 
And then the Square Enix Collective, they were talking about this Square Enix Collective they have, and it's kind of like their support for indie gamers. Uh, they have this new racing game coming out, Circuit Superstars. I really like indie games, and they're pushing this Battalion 1944 uh, more. Uh, is there any indie games out right now that you're that you've been playing, or you have you got to support? What do you what are you any indie games you're into right now? Indie games? No. Yeah. There's really nothing. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, man. I right now I'm just stuck on it. Wow, and never got into those indie games. I know there's a lot of fans, and I feel like I don't want to waste my money on them. Well, there's a lot of times you can find indie games for free. Like right now, it's funny that you mentioned the money thing. Uh, the two that I'm playing is The Witness and Transistor. Both were free from Epic Store. So I'll definitely play them when they're free. Uh, it's a good way to kind of share your story. I'm actually, oh, I've got Doki Doki. I got to play that too. Some friends are like, oh yeah, trust me, the end's crazy. So I'm going to get there. Don't spoil it for me, guys. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'm right now, anyways, it's a whole crazy, anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, a really good way for uh, more creative stories to get out there because they don't have to go through so many like, PR people that are like, oh no, you can't show uh, this crazy murder scene because it won't play well uh, with the bigger audience. We can't sell as many games. Well, indie companies are all like, we're just going to show something creative that that may be unique, like a story about World War One, like we had before, or something like that. Something that normally wouldn't sell too well, but it doesn't matter because the person is just trying to tell a story. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that I'm probably going to be doing pretty soon is creating indie games. So because I'm really starting to find it as a really cool narrative. Uh, place so uh i think yeah this is a good it's good to see square enix push these and uh, i know xbox has been big on it so i think it's a really good thing all together uh next up is kingdom hearts remind it's a dlc coming to kingdom hearts that's going to be expanding on the like main storyline for kingdom hearts it'll be released this winter if you're a kingdom hearts fan i hope you enjoy this i i just couldn't stand the game uh yeah you it was didn't even so bad it, did you no, so I was I had one more world to go to. I was no, I was actually playing through the last world. I saved the Pirates of the Caribbean one because I was like, I'm probably gonna like this one the best. I really like pirate stuff. And so I was all on that, and then I'm texting Squeaks like, hey man, I'm on the last world. I can't wait till I'm done with this thing. And then I could just like return it to GameStop. I'm gonna sell it to GameStop, make some money out of this. I'm not even gonna put it in my collection. And I've been waiting for Kingdom Hearts for years, right? Just like everybody else. Yeah. He tells me, like, no man, there's a whole main story after that. I'm like, nope, okay. So I literally took it out of my Xbox, hopped to my car, brought it back to GameStop, like twenty five <laughs> bucks. Didn't even finish the game. Didn't finish the level I was on or anything. When I got home, deleted off my Xbox. It was like, okay, time for some Red Dead. I'm not no playing way, that. Hey, man. Yeah. So uh, have you played it all yet? No, I haven't. But I did buy the collector's edition and I yeah. am planning on playing it. <laughs> uh, I think you might like it better than I do because you're really big into animes. And a lot of what they're doing is kind of leaning on the uh, anime tropes. And so I, I think you might like it more than I. Mm. Um. You gotta try it out and let me know. You could do you could do that and WoW at the same time. I have a feeling. Yeah, I'll definitely have to set it up on my uh, second monitor or something. They, yeah, actually, I, at first I was playing it on my second monitor while I was doing auction house. So that is very true. You can do that. Uh, last bit of news. Speaking of games that take up all your time, Final Fantasy XIV has a new expansion called Shadowbringers coming out. It'll be out July second. It looks pretty awesome. I have never been very good at Final Fantasy XIV. But you, of all of our friends, actually have played some fair amount of time on this. What do you think about it? Bringing them, them bringing a new expansion or Final Fantasy XIV in general? How did you like that game? All right. Well, I first off, I seen the trailer that they uh, they posted. Mm -hmm. Looked mm -hmm. amazing. Like it makes me want to play again. Yeah. I 
actually enjoy the game. It was it was a lot of fun, you know. Uh, you do pay fifteen dollars a month, but I mean, definitely worth it, especially like the community in these MMOs and um, that's what it's all, all about. The, community, all yeah. Stuff you have to do, just collecting and doing dungeons with your friends and all that. And right. it was a great game. My issue was I didn't have any friends on it, so I fell off. Yeah, it. sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> I think if I, I had, level seven, <laughs> yeah, if I didn't have any friends that were playing WoW, I'd definitely be playing it right now. And especially that trailer looked amazing. It made me yeah, want to really play did. it. And I actually follow like a couple of streamers and all they do is play Final Fantasy, th that MMO. So I'm just like, yeah. so I, I still get to watch people play Final Fantasy. It's a great game. Everybody should try it. But um, yeah. I started in WoW and it's always hard to go to a different MMO when you played WoW. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. Like we, we tried out, uh, me and Derek tried out Black Desert, and then we're like, while we're playing it, we're like, we might as well be playing WoW right now. Like, whenever you're playing another MMO, you always mm -hmm. compare it to the MMO that you spent the most time with. And for all of us, that's World of Warcraft. And so, yeah, that's one of those things where when I'm playing that game, it's like, yeah, that just reminds me of World of Warcraft. I might as well go play that then. Yeah. Um, if if yeah. I lost my account to WoW and never was, like, I wasn't able to ever get back, I'd be, like, done. Like, WoW's done to me, you know? I, yeah, I don't, you know, that's something we joke around about or talk about. Like, my brother's always like, I know how to fix this. I could just delete your tunes. I'm like, well, then I'm yeah. going to talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny how it's like, if you deleted all your characters, which are really emblems of how much time you spend, you really become quite loyal to characters. I have a warrior that I've played, you know, for what, I played him for like 12 years, and then I moved on to a hunter. But my warrior is still like the dad like he was the granddad of, of my group of all mm. my alts and then now my hunter's the new buck in town like you have kind of these like i'm not gonna get into the whole backstory stuff i know we talked about in the past but you have like some loyalty to these characters and so you almost wonder if it's the characters that you have loyalty to that's always bringing you back or if it's the mmo itself and i and i think of course a lot of it is the people you're playing with because every time i log back in after like a six months drought i get back into wow there's you know there's Soli or Derek or uh, uh, you know, Zark or something like that. It's like, hey, what's up, Taff? You know, and then, then we start talking again. I'm like, man, these are some old friends I'm getting to see again. So that's exciting. I don't know. Is it, Do you think it's your relationship with your characters or is it the game itself that always brings you back to a while? Characters, my characters I made and the just story of WoW and uh, just meeting all my friends, meeting all these people from like San Diego, France, you know, all of yeah, it, it's uh, in the future. In the next couple of weeks, we'll be doing an episode about uh, game addiction because it's becoming this like World Health Organization is actually going to make it a disease. Yada yada yada. Uh, but that's one thing we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about pros and cons. And some of the pros is like if you look at first, you and me actually, our friendship has would never be as strong as it is now if it wasn't for World of Warcraft. Definitely, because you were the friend of my brothers, and then you know now we're now you and me are friends. And it's the same thing for Joe. Like Joe was a friend of a cousin. Like me and Joe, he says we met one time and I can't remember. Don't tell Joe I said that, but I cannot remember him meeting me meeting before. And now like we're texting each other stupid emojis and stuff all all day. Yeah. And every time Bohemian Rhapsody comes on the radio, we gotta shoot a video of it and send it to each other. Uh that's the kind of thing that like World of Warcraft created that. 
Uh, our friend Tabby that lives up in Washington, like we get updates on her baby and 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 upcoming baby and stuff like that. That's a spoiler alert. Sorry, guys. But it was, um, and it's like, oh, that's exciting and stuff like that. And yeah, I guess everybody else is like, oh, that's Facebook. But I'm talking like, I don't. First off, I don't care about Facebook. If you guys are a fan of us on Facebook, you understand that. You see that I don't post enough there. Um, but yeah, so it, it's these relationships that you create, and that's our meeting place. That's our hub. So it's pretty cool. Anyway, that's how these MMOs work, and that's how a lot of video games work. That's why E3 is important. I'm bringing it around to E3 again. You see how I did that? And uh, yeah. I got to stop calling my shots. <laughs> but yeah, so video games are, are community builders for a lot of people, and they're storytellers for others. So uh, that's why it's exciting for these, these different conferences and stuff like that. And tomorrow, we'll be going over Nintendo's The Big Dogs. We'll also be talking about Stadia. And I've been, I haven't watched yet, but there is a like video game one that came out that has all kinds of uh, indie games there. So... We'll check that out, see if there's anything worth mentioning uh, and anything else we see from E3. So we have an episode coming out tomorrow. Squeaks is in on that one. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we head out? Uh, well, I, I want to I ask you something. Who so far, what company has nailed it for E3 so far? Are okay, so it's hard because, okay, so, so first off, nobody has, really, right? Really? Yeah. Yeah, and then, uh. like... It's I would say Xbox, but they're 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 like the console company, so it's really hard. They have like an unfair advantage. Of the other games, I would have to say like, God, I would have to say Ubisoft, but just really, just barely, man. Yeah, because because of Breakpoint. Like I'm excited for Breakpoint. I think that's the only one that might have won it. What do you think? I th- I think I'm not really. <sighs> I would say Square Enix, honestly. Yeah. With all their content that they came out with mm-hmm. and like their remake. Yeah, a lot of them were remakes, but I mean, they still made them good. <laughs> and the, yeah. even the MMO. And I, I think Square Enix is doing really well right now for E3. Dev. Yeah, they definitely had a strong showing. I, I it was it was a good it was a good presentation. Yeah, they did a really good job. It was just content after content, which was nice to see. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of remakes, but like you said, like we're in an age now of nostalgia. I mean, like everything's coming back. If they had a healthy mix of both, I- I'm excited for that. Like, I would like to see it, more remakes from old other games as well. What's, so, what's the company for Fallout? Uh, uh, Bethesda. Bethesda, like their their whole preview was just like, "Hey, we're sorry about Fallout. We're sorry about this. Here you go. Yeah. Here you go." I was like disappointed about that. That's why I like what. So far, I've only really liked Square Enix. Like out of all their their games that they announced, yeah, today, it, it's definitely it. It was special to you too, and I think for a lot of people, there's there's certain people that are fans of certain companies, and so they they have a bias on there that that's not bad. It, you're loyal to a company, and then they deliver news to you. You're going to be happy about it more than others probably. So I think that's cool. You know, like you're a fan of Square Enix, so these remakes are more important to you than others. And uh, that's that's true for everybody. Like like we all are excited for BlizzCon. We keep bringing it back to Blizzard, but you know, yeah. That's... But I, I'm a big fan of Ubisoft. I'm a big fan of yeah. like um, ODS three four three or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, you know, and I just feel like they just failed. Honestly, like I feel like they didn't do anything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it's that's been. Just me. It's been such a hot and cold E3 this time. Oh, it has been. That's why I said, like, this has just been disappointing. Yeah. 
All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to do for, do it for us today. We ended up hitting that 45-minute mark. I thought we were going to be real short, but we ended up finding a way, right? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow with Nintendo and Stadia and whatever else you can find. Thank you guys for joining us, and see you guys later. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Geek Freaks Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.